So tell us, just give us some context then, like Burning Man, like what is it? Where does it come from? And why are you passionate about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I in deep grief that I'm not going this year? (gasps) You're not going. No, I'm not going. We'll talk about that. Okay. Burning Man is basically, and let me just say, 80,000 people come to the desert. And I suspect there are, like, you might get 80,000 different views of what Burning Man is. But so I'm going to tell you my view of what Burning Man is. Basically what it is, is it is a week long in the desert in Nevada, where artists and creatives come to share their art and participate in one of um, the largest experiments in kind of gift economy might be how we would say it in our in our worlds. Um, and so it's a week of self-reliance and kind of a gift economy. And so people come, artists and people come to camp in this, in Black Rock Desert, and there is no infrastructure at the beginning of the time. There's no electricity, there's no sewage there's no it is a desert oh my god that's a burning man organization comes i'm sure a couple weeks ahead and kind of puts markers in the ground this will be street here this will be a street here and street of course just means an open area where there aren't uh camps mm. and then uh any number of camps and i actually don't know the number of camps um come in and they build and are self-reliant for an entire week. So you bring everything in with you. You bring everything you want to eat. Uh, some people bring RVs. Burning Man does provide porta potties. So that is available. A lot of people come with a tent, right? So like wow. you have just what's in your tent. And uh, the idea is radical self-reliance, right? Uh, no, that's probably not right. I should have looked at the I should have looked at the principles because there are 10 Burning Man principles. But the idea is that you take, you bring in everything you need and you take every out everything you've used. And so one of the things in Burning Man is leave no trace. So wow. they bring it. So 80,000 people come onto this portion of desert, take care of themselves and each other, right? So, um, and no money is exchanged. The only wow. thing you're allowed to buy on uh in burning man is ice and i think that's for safety right they just right. it's really hot right. uh, it's a desert um so you can buy ice but other than that there is nothing you can buy at burning man and does Everything the burning man organization provide the ice yes it's yeah. a centralized thing yeah. so i mean like enough how long 10 days yeah i mean like i think that the festival goes from like opens officially on sunday and then closes officially with the temple burn on sunday night but people have to come in ahead and set things up and then like we always we choose to stay behind So enough enough water for 10 days for an entire camp like i just like i want to come back to the temple burning you like drop oh yeah and there's a temple burning on the lot like (laughs) i I want to come back to that but but i've just got this question around like like water like how are we handling like water to drink water for cleaning like thank you for yeah thank you for saying that so what you do is a camp you organize as a camp and i want to tell you about my camp at some please let's let's use this as the way into your camp tell us how your camp deals with water yeah so my camp is um called kviva and they have been there for I think twelve or fifteen years. We've only we've only been the last like three Burning Man's, um, but they are a camp of uh, queer artists, femme artists of color, right? So right. 
Um, that is what people come together around to support queer femme artists of color. Um, and so uh, some of us are not that, but we are there in support of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so our camp is led by a really fierce group of uh, femmes who do all of the organizing, set everything up. So the planning, for example, if our camp was going to go this year, the planning would have started in December for wow. a September event. And so they're doing things like, um, what does it take to feed 40 people for 10 days in the desert? How much water do we need? And we order that ahead of time. There are water trucks that come through. So there are water and sewer trucks that come through, but you huh. have to organize and order that all ahead of time. Hmm. So each camp has like a huge, um, I, I'm maybe cistern isn't the right word, but that's the word I'm going to use has a huge cistern of fresh water that they hmm. get that they can have replenished. And you've thought all of those logistics through ahead of time, how many times you'll get it refilled. You get, um, you get a schedule, you get coupons to give to the folks. Uh, and then um, you also can have, um, you have sewage trucks that come through. So to take, if your camp um, needs sewage removed. So for example, our camp had a couple of RVs and we of course would have the sewage removed and things like that. But everything is brought in except for the water that's delivered. And you have to like part of like, your job as a camp is to have someone or someone's every day to go out and flag down the water trucks and say like, we need water today. So, wow. you know, every camp or most camps. So what Burning Man tried to do last year or yeah, last year was really crack down on kind of pay to play what they call pay to play camps, which is like, you just come in, you pay a fee and everything's taken care of. That's mm. not at all the spirit of Burning Man. Mm. Um, in our camp, we take work shifts. Um, wow, cool. So like, you know, like I'm, I'm, well, I'm not cooking dinner because, you know, I'm not good at cooking dinner, but I'm happy to prep dinner and I'm happy to cut things and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like before, you know, the, 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 the leaders of our camp are sending out a schedule for the week to say, here are all the chores that need to be done. Some of them are flagging down the sewage truck. Some of them are making sure that the water's refilled. Some of them are making dinner. Some of them are, um, you know, providing mediation at camp if people don't get along. Some of them are, you know, like, so there's all these jobs and like you have to sign up for a number of work shifts during the week to make it all happen because it's all on volunteer power. So tell me about like every time I talk to you about this, it almost feels like you've gone on holiday. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It feels like you've had a you've had a real break. Like there's something that's happened to you in terms of like, and I know the whole change is as good as a rest, you know. But like you know, so you're going away for ten days, using up ten days of precious time where you're not working in your life. You know, yeah. you're going and Gibran's doing the same. You're going together. That's your partner. And uh, you're signing up for work shifts on your holiday. And, and, and so there's something going on here that is fundamentally rejuvenating, even though it's also demanding. And so can you just talk to me about that? Can you just, just speak to that a bit? Tim, I don't know. I feel like I wish that in a minute, I wish that this is a video because I am so happy talking about Burning Man. I'm so happy. Like you're just asking me these questions and my heart is just like delighted because it mm. is, it is it is um, one of the most physically brutal things to do to go out into this desert that gets, I mean, last year we had wind storms where the visibility was almost zero. We almost got lost like ah. six from our tent. Oh my um, gosh. It, uh, we had heat advisories, like the heat got up to well over a hundred degrees. Like it is 
a physically brutal experience, right? It's not like, oh, let's go what one what one thinks of as a holiday, right? right. You are in the elements and the elements are like testing you. What I can what I can offer to people who haven't been there is like people like camping, right? Like and that's mm. work all day. You know what I mean? Like you gotta mm. build a fire. It's similar to that kind of like you're doing something that has a direct uh, result and impact and you're mm. doing it with people you like, like I'm never making dinner alone or cutting up. Like I'm always like five or six people around. We're all doing it together. So it's like a real collective effort towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that feels amazing. And there is such a spirit of generosity in the air. You know that your work, whatever that work is, even if it's like something as, as kind of mundane as flagging down the sewer truck, right. like, that makes a huge difference yeah. for the people in your camp. It's almost like there's an immediate ratification that like you do. It's like gardening. I always love doing gardening because, like, you know, you can when you when you're weeding a bed or something. It's like, oh, after yeah. half an hour, it's like it looks better. I like that. Like, there's an immediate gratification to it. You know, it is. That is that is exactly it. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing it for. People are so grateful. People are so generous, and they're just giving their time. And like everyone, like I. And I'll just say me, but I would say this is true for everyone in our camp. I don't walk through the kitchen without saying, hey, do you all need anything? Is there a way I can be helpful? And sometimes people say yes, or sometimes they'll say, no, she said you were working this morning. Go out and have a good time. So it's like interspersed these periods of being um, interspersed of working and making the camp work and then going out and being in this incredible experience of art and generosity. So, for example... Um, you will walk down the streets or bike because most people bike most places because it's huge. It's a city of 80,000 and the playa. Unbelievable. It's almost hard to imagine, isn't it? It is hard. That's why I love to look at those aerial pictures because it's just like, it gives you some sense of what it is because when you're there, it is just a city of 80,000 and you're walk, you're biking down these streets. You have to bike everywhere. The place. Let's, let's use one of those aerial pictures for the pod picture, or at least in the show notes. Wouldn't that be yeah, cool? Exactly. Yeah. Cause it just gives you a sense. So mm. there's like a semicircle of tents and camps, a, a semicircle of tents. And then what they call the playa um, is the open art area. Mm. So that's where people are bringing their large art. So you want to bike to the playa to see the art and you're allowed to interact with the art. You might be allowed to climb on it. You might be, um, and so, but on your way to the playa, for example, there will be people outside just standing outside their tents and saying things like, do you want a snow cone? Uh, do you need something to eat? Uh, we have t-shirts here and they're just kind of offering one day I lost my hat, which you really, really need a hat there. Cause it's sun beating down. Yeah. 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 hundred degrees. Right. And I was just like, frick, I lost my hat and no lie. 10 seconds later, a guy was like, Oh, you can just have my extra hat. Like people just give, it is so generous. And they just like, if you need something, you it's all, what the, the saying is, if you ask the playa provides, and that's really it. And there's some folks have Wi-Fi, but most of the time, like our camp didn't have Wi-Fi. So you can go to places and get Wi-Fi so you can have an experience. Like I have children, right? So yeah. I wanted to make sure like once a day, like yeah. no texts were coming in or they didn't need anything from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for the most part, you're able to just be in this place with other people who are really generous. And I want to give an example, another example of generosity, because there's like the generosity of things, um, 
there's a generosity of art, right? Mm. Artists are not being paid well to come and share their art. They might get grants mm. to create their art, but they're not like getting paid, right? Mm. They're just because this is their creativity on display. So they're gifting in their art for all of us to enjoy. Um, people are running workshops. They're having dance parties. They're offering their skills for free for you just to come and be part of and take part of. And so um, it's it's like the city that is completely self-contained, uh, relying on each other and then gifting in the most beautiful art you can imagine. And you get to just be there because you can't go anywhere else. You're not right. like driving off. It's like 10 yeah. minutes from the highway driving in to the desert. So like on no roads, so you're not just like popping out to the gas station for, you know, a Twinkie. Like, yeah. Exactly. Wait, so in the in the picture behind you. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Right. You're actually you're on top of a large I can am Can you just explain because yeah. you, you mentioned the kind of artwork and how the artwork's interactive, but maybe yeah. that picture should be the picture that's the cover of the pod. Oh, but like great. Um, but just yeah. can you just talk us through what's happening in that picture? Because I think there's you know, like take us into an experience, take us into one of the epic moments, and yes. you have that yes. picture on your wall. So that must have been an epic moment for you. Can you just we're getting a grasp on what this thing is, but now take us into an epic moment of it. So this uh, this moment in this picture that we'll put on the cover, or at least have available in the show notes. This was uh, the second to last night of Burning Man. So Burning Man is called Burning Man. Because every year there is a ginormous man in the middle of the playa, which remember is the art space, the open right. desert art space. There's a man in the middle of the playa, huge, hundreds of feet tall. And on Saturday night, they burn him. And it's, it's a ritual, right? Mm. All, almost everyone comes. Everyone mm. is like looking at this man. So we all have dinner together as a camp, right? And some of us decide... We're going to go watch the man burn. Some people stay at camp and like are on the top of RVs and watch it. But we decided a group of probably 12 of us decided we're going to watch the man burn. So we get on our bikes all together and there's no lighting. Keep in mind, there's no infrastructure. So every light, every bike has to have lights on it or decoration so you can see it in the pitch black. And so it's like, but it didn't, didn't, it didn't, we're like a little bike gang riding down to the man. I love it. You get as close as you can get, right? And like everyone's staying together. And so you're like, you're yelling to each other through the dark. You're yelling, K Viva, K Viva. Everyone's yelling, you know, like to stay together. So it's like this carnival atmosphere. As you ride down, we park our bikes together. We all hold hands because it's so many people, you're going to lose each other if you don't hold on to each wow. other. We all hold hands and we walk to try to get as close as we can get to seeing the man burn. And on our way walking, this man stops us and says, an artist stops us and goes, hey, do you want to watch the man burn from my unicorn? And we, we're like, we, it's like an everyday experience, isn't it? Of course. And we look up and there is a ladder against like a 12 foot tall lighted up unicorn. that Like he neon lighted, neon lights. It is so beautiful. It's like rainbow neon lighted unicorn that he has created just for Burning Man. And as people walk by, he says, do you want to watch the man burn from the top of the unicorn? So we're like, heck yeah. So my friend Jihan and I climb up and he goes, if you pull the reins, the wings fly. 
And so you start pulling the reins of this unicorn and these huge wings fly. So like you're an adult on a 12 foot high unicorn. With wings. It's wings. It's a Pegasus unicorn. Yes. And you're watching the man burn. And so the crowd is electric. Everyone is just like in awe. You're on a unicorn. And it's all just because this man asked if you wanted to. Unbelievable. Yeah. What it is, what it is to be in a space. And I think this is often one of the enormous gifts of art and creativity in the world in general, but to be in a space that like invites you into your imagination, yes. you know, invites you into that. And I, don't, I mean, as you know, I've, I've got a strong connection to mythology and story in terms of how I think about the world, but that's so much of what our ancient stories and our ancient mythologies do is they, they invite us into our imaginations. Like in many ways, as, as you know, I think that, the strongest messages and guidance we can get from our ancestors is in our stories. But it just feels to me like you're being invited into a similar kind of uh, mythological space. Do you know what I mean? That like taps into something, you know, Mm. yes, an imagination that is yours and, you know, releases the child in you, but there's something ancient, I think, about being in, being in your imagination in that way that can be quite transformative, which is what, you know, so much of what our mythologies and stories do. But to be in the experience of that as an adult, I think that's really quite a gift. Yeah, I think that, that I think you just kind of nailed it. It is, um, it is, it is other folks' imagination on display that you're invited into and to create with them what the experience would be, it does feel quite ancient. Of course, it's modern, right? You know, like we're there in RVs and all these things, but it's it does feel like an ancient practice of coming together to like offer up and create what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a moment on the playa the first time I came where I was just like, because the playa is huge, right? Like you're biking between these huge art installations and then you can bike out beyond them into the desert where there you can you can see the playa and see all the lights, but you're completely, you can feel alone amidst this city of 80,000 people. And I just had the thought like, oh yeah, humans are gonna be okay. If we have this kind of creativity and generosity in us at all, like not everyone's going to be okay. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not going to be hard times, but there was like a, you could feel the humanity and what we actually are capable of in this creativity and generosity in the story you're creating together. You know, Burning Man is equal parts, exhilaration, aspiration, seeing the future as it is kind of tearing down illusion, breaking you physically. What a, what a, what a fundamentally hopeful reference point. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like just as a point of reference, uh-huh. like that experience of like, oh, oh yeah, I've actually felt in my body that we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it, it can feel an exhilarating, we're going to be okay. And that's true, but it, it feels like a fundamental, we're going to mm. be okay. If yeah. this is who we are, mm. then we're going to be okay. And it's not that hard things don't happen at Burning Man. I mean, I think most people talk about that at some point in your week, everyone has some kind of breakdown because um, it's physically hard and, mm. and it's exhausting. And, um, 
And, and if you allow yourself to be transformed, beliefs will be taken from you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think most people do. And there are, there are hard things that happen there. I, you know, one of the, one of the generosity pieces I wanted to talk about earlier was my first year, a woman came back to camp with a t-shirt and I, and it was like a, a, from a bar, right. At Burning Man. I'm like, Oh, that's a great t-shirt. How did you get it? And she said, well, um, the camp gave it to me because there was a woman there who was quite drunk. Right. So there, I mean, like the other thing is that I know I would say people know Burning Man for like sex and drugs and music and that is all happening there right so that's mm. all true it's all what's happening and it's amazing um and she said this woman was quite drunk and this other man was was uh was trying to take advantage of her right which is like so against the burning man ethos mm. that um she without a thought she and one of four or five people just stepped in and told mm. him you're not welcome here you have to go and not only do people take care. So like, I'm sure that there was trauma there, right? You know what I mean? It's not that bad things don't ever happen. This woman, like this man was being a predator, but other people stepped in. And so there was like a, there was a sense of we take care of each other. And then the camp that that happened at was like, and we want to thank you for taking care of this woman. So they gave them t-shirts. It's like, they're hard thing. You know, it's, it's, it's like, um, hard things happen there. Burning Man is, is overwhelmingly white. Like the first year. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Cause I don't, that's not my experience. Right. Like, no, I'm in a well, camp. that's never the stories I hear. Right. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so I don't want to talk about my camp because I think it's, I think when I say that there are multiple burning mans, that's part of what I'm saying. So the first year we went out, uh, there was an offering of a goddess temple. You know, I'm there. So I, I go, we're standing outside the temple. They're getting ready for us to come in for this experience. And I'm in this beautiful um, white flowing dress that I got at the thrift store that I, you know, like it doesn't matter if it gets dirty, it was $2.99. So I'm just in this beautiful dress. I've got a headpiece on. Um and because uh, radical self-expression is one of the things they encourage, uh, right? So uh, people are vi- there however they want to be, including me for sure, Tim. And I'm standing outside the tent and uh, these women come out and um, they say to one woman beside me, oh, do you want to be a goddess tonight? And she's like kind of shy and she says, yes. And they take her inside and they come back out and they ask another one, do you want to be a goddess tonight? And she says, yes. And they take her in and they ask a third woman. And Tim, um, I, there were only four women out there. They never, they never once asked me if I wanted to be a goddess. They only asked the white women. It was devastating to me. It was devastating. It was devastating to me. And they didn't invite you in. No, no. Mm-mm. They didn't invite me in. It was like, they just could not see me. It was just like, and I mean, I was like right in front of the opening. Yeah, you were dressed in a white flowing dress with a headpiece on. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't see me. Oh, that's so painful. It was so painful. It was so painful. So it's not that Burning Man is um, perfect in any way, right? In any way. And in fact, um, the first year that I went, um, our camp did the first political action at Burning Man, where we did a Black Lives Matter kind of march from our tent up to the Burning Man board's kind of headquarters. And it was beautiful. It was like, oh, it was, we had a, we had a, somebody volunteered to give us a truck and we like decorated it with signs and, and, uh, 
it was just like this beautiful march up. Uh, some of the Burning Man board were supposed to meet us there. And um, we framed it as an invitation to them to understand what it's like to be black or to be people of color on the playa where it is overwhelmingly white. Um, and uh, board members didn't show up. They just didn't come. They sent one of their staff. They sent a staff of color. And oh, he, come on. It was so bad. It was so bad. So like, just oh to see like, those things happen there. This is not Eden or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's things happen there, but I happen to be Kaviva is a camp of people of color and queer people of color. Primarily, you know, my partner and I are not, but we're lucky enough to be invited into that space. And it's, a really loving space. Let me just say to finish that story. So that was before George Floyd, right? Because then the pandemic happened. And so this year at Burning Man, or like last year, September 2022, there there was much more obvious effort to be inclusive, to give to Good. so like so that there's been huge movement. But what I'm saying is like I can still show up at a place in there. And like not be seen. And that's, that's, it's just part of what it is. So I at Burning Man have this experience of my camp of color. They have, um, uh, that, that is just like completely safe and wonderful. And like, like I said, we travel as a bike gang to things. Like we do things together. We, you know what mm. I mean? So I'm mm. always mm. surrounded by people mm. of color at Burning Man. My experience at Burning Man is actually one of the places where I am mostly and almost exclusively with people of color as a, as my social Interesting. Group. And so it's a really different experience than a lot of people have, but, but more and more camps of color are coming. There's also, I want to tell you about one of our best days at Burning Man. Um, so the camps also offer events. So we have an right. artist, Fabiana Rodriguez, who offers a butterfly wing making shop. And she's just so renowned and perfect. But one of the things we offer is a sangria and Selena party. Sangria is wine, of course, and Selena is a Mexican Teano singer who was murdered, but people love her. Uh -huh. That's what I was going to ask. I love Sangria. Right. So it's all, so it's like a dance party of all Latin music. Awesome. And so we have this experience at like, we, we offer this dance party, hundreds of people come in and out. People are dancing. My partner who's Puerto Rican is like at peak life. Like this is his peak life. He's dancing with other Latin women to Latin music and just like, uh, I, like he's like peak life. So we have that experience <laughs> and uh, in the middle of a desert in, an, in a mostly white space. Right. So then like an hour later, um, uh, there is a, um, there is a gathering of black burners through someone called the black burner project. And like every year she's done it, just like, come get your picture taken. And we go to get our picture taken. And she has a huge art piece called Black Ache, which is like these black figures that are like, I don't know, because I'm here like 50 or 60 feet tall in the air. And it's like, wow, really? that's big. It's, it's uh, Yeah, everything's like, and everything black is so big. And so we go to Black Ache, we meet uh, for the picture, and there are like thousands of black folks there. Wow. And they're all... So it's just like so happy to be together, so happy to see each other because, you know, mm. you're spread out among 80,000 people. Mm. So all the black burners come or many of the black burners come. It's like, take a picture. Great. And then the fucking music started and it was over. Like people just lost their minds. People. And so then for hours, there was like 
Afro techno beats playing and people, black people just dancing with each other and just being like full on black joy, just seeing each other. I have a video from it. Like it was, for me, it was peak life. And so it's like, so in the midst of all of this, uh, goodness and in the midst of all this whiteness, there was my partner who's Puerto Rican has a peak life experience culturally. I have a peak life experience culturally. So that's also true. So it's like all of that. It's all right. of it. And right. so it's, I think there are many different Burning Mans, but I get a little, what, I mean, what do I want to say? I get a little like, it's too simplistic to say it's um, kind of all about drugs and sex and music. It's just, it's so much more of an experience that, and it's too simplistic to say it's an all white environment. It's too simplistic to say it's like not um, that it's, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a future. And unfortunately Mm -hmm. that future at this moment is still not peopled with enough people of color and BIPOC folks, but Mm -hmm. it's getting there. Like, I mean, it's deeply offensive that they call themselves the future. And then it's like less than 1% black. That's not my future. Whose future is that? Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to create the future with who can Mm -hmm. be there with me. So that's cool. So I love it. Choose. Thank you. And then, so just, it, it's called Burning Man. Mm-hmm. And that you burn a massive effigy of the man. Yeah. You burn the man. And, yeah. And so, um, and of course, like, burning effigies is, you mean, every November 5th in England, you burn an effigy of a person. But like, um, so I'm just interested, like, the, the what's the symbolism behind the burning of the man? Like, there's there's got to be a, a narrative or a story behind that. Do you know of it? Or like, no. because it's, I mean, it's named after it. It's a, obviously a central event that happens. Right. Tim, I'm so embarrassed. I feel like I should know. And I'm sure I did know at some point. My yeah. memory is not, I'm just not finding it right now. And I wonder if part of why... I'm not finding it right now is I feel so much more moved by the temple burn. Like yeah. the burning well, take me there then take yeah. me there. The burning man is on Saturday night. It has an air of festival. People are like wild afterwards. And, and so, and I, and I should know what that is. And again, I'm sure I did, but on Sunday night they burn the temple. So on the playa at, um, at kind of midnight, cause everything's done by time. Like the, the layout, the layout of the place is done by time. So the temples at what would be 12 o'clock. Right. So here they have, they build a temple um, and, and they commission an artist to do it. And it's different every year as is the man is different every year. And then people through the week bring in things to the temple. People get married at the temple, but a lot of what people bring in are uh, pictures and art and letters to their uh, lost loved ones. Oh. There are people who have been lost that year or, um, people who, who they've just lost and they love. And so it becomes a huge memorial. Um, some people, it can, it's also a place of celebration. Like I said, people get married there. People talk about their own battles that they've won or lost. Um, but you, we go several times in the week just to walk. It's like a place of kind of quiet and sacredness where people are with their loss, um, and with their grief and with their celebration of people's lives. And it's, uh, it's just amazing. It builds through the week. And then on Sunday night, they burn it. And they, uh, so they just, you know, there's a, there's a lot of fire at Burning Man. So they just put the fire marshals are there, but they put, um, at several points of the temple, it just goes up in flames. And that, so we're burning the man is like this huge ecstatic celebration. The burning of the temple is always 
very quiet, almost always mm-hmm. completely silent. Um, and then people just start to walk around the temple and it's just like a ritual where you walk. And I mean, we walk and pray and, um, sometimes sing or chant, but, uh, while the temple is burning before the walk, it's just like completely silent and it's saying goodbye to the week and saying goodbye to those folks that were memorialized in the temple. And then there's like a ritual to close it down. And it's one of the most, um, moving experiences and spiritual experiences I get to have um, in my life. And so it's really important. One of my friends was an artist in the temple the first year I went and she had this gorgeous, huge art piece in there. And they asked her if she wanted to take it out before the temple burned because it was, I don't know, a thousand hours of her time and work. And she was like, oh no, it has to burn with the temple. Like it's really like everything just goes away. Right. And then of course, when you leave burning man, um, because it's a leave no trace, you take everything out with you. And so like all of the ashes from the temple have to go out. Everything has to be pulled out. And actually your camp is rated on how well you've done, um, leaving your area exactly how you found it. So like at the end of camp, we walk, you know, 10 people across two foot apart, like looking for any little hair string, anything you have to pick it all up and take it with you. Um, and then you get rated. On how and does, well does that rating impact your ability to come back the next year and things like that? Uh, it, it impacts your, your ability to come back and where you get placed. Uh, so it's really important. Smart. Yeah. Smart. yeah. Well, look, we're coming towards the end of this, uh, remarkable pod. I'm loving it. Um, and so, you know, people may be listening to this and, and maybe deciding, oh yeah, I want to give burning, want to give burning man a try. I want to go, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just, I'd love you to talk about, like, if people are considering going to burning man, what are the, what are the things you think they really need to pay attention to? What's the advice you would give as they right. kind of make that choice or think about it? Um, yeah, you understand. I would say go to the burningman.org website. Like it's got more information than you could ever need around like how to find a camp. So burningman.org, all one word.org. Burningman.org. It has all the information, like the logistics information, how to find a camp. It's great, you know, if you know someone who is gone to like go mm. and know someone. I think it'd be quite hard to just decide, oh, I'm gonna go and find a camp. I mean the people do it all the time for sure. But then you need to like come in and be willing to make relationship, right? <laughs> That's your job, right? Mm. If you just come in cold to a camp, you got to like, this is how I can contribute and why I want to be here and not mm. be about. Burning Man is as much about contribution as receiving. And so you mm. kind of have to go with that mindset. Like mm. you do need to do work shifts. You do need to like ask people what they need and, and, and respond. And so there's kind of a bit of, re- there's a responsibility that comes. And so thinking about like, you get all of the good stuff too, but it is hard work. And so it's kind of like orienting yourself to that, deciding what kind of camp you want. And again, the Burning Man website will tell you that there are, you know, you can, you can come and volunteer to be security. Like that would be a great way to get in. You can come and volunteer to be, you know, help run ice. There's lots of ways to volunteer to get in, but, um, you, you want to, you want to be ready to contribute. 
I think the other thing is I always say I laughed. My partner said he would never take me to Burning Man unless I agreed to an RV. I was deeply offended because I think I'm tough. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm not tough. I'm I'm 48 years old. I need an RV. I, I don't <laughs> in the desert. You know, it's like there's something about knowing yourself too. Uh, like, yeah, it's that's great. Physically grueling in an RV. Um, and then um, I think the other thing is like uh, giving yourself time at the other end. You're, you know, like, don't try to fit Burning Man in between one meeting and the next. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a you, whole. You need time to digest, decompress. Yeah. Yeah. And then just get ready to, like, like uh, express yourself. Like, and be mm. thinking about what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, what mm. what is your expression? How do you want to look? How do you want to contribute? How, what's the gift you want to bring? We brought lip balms last time because your lips get chapped in the desert and we just gave them out to people. Like, how do you want to actively be a good participant in the community and how do you want to express who you are? Um, yeah, I think that would be. Love it. Thank you, Choose. Burningman.org. Go find lots of information there and listen to this sage advice from Tuesday Reinhardt. Um, Choose, it's just been a total delight. I mean, I think listening to your words, but also just experiencing like this kind of like effervescent enthusiasm you have, this kind of like just joy, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that you that you have for this event and what it's given you, but also what it's given you an opportunity to give, you know. Yeah. So just really, really grateful for you taking the time to open up the window a little bit so we can peek in to the, to the world of Burning Man at least through your eyes. Yeah. And my, thank you. Thanks for asking. I love talking about it and I, I love talking about it. And I want to say that they're just like people like um, Lorraine Nibbett and Fabiana Rodriguez and Tarifa Krongold and Deanna Van Buren and Jamila Reddy and Erica, I'm not remembering your last name, Erica uh, and Daniel Madrigal. And um, there are, and Wilzer and uh, there are people who make our camp happen. Hmm. allow me to have this experience and it is hmm. not it is their hard work um that makes it possible and they're taking hmm. a year off this year and i'm so supportive of them just like not having to do it so that hmm. they get to take care of themselves and their bodies because it's more than that it's more than a notion and so i'm deeply grateful to be able to do it oh, i love it thank you friends for tuning in to find the outside the pod and we'll see you next time thank you